Hello and welcome to Molly Please most anticipated and also least anticipated movies of 2022. That's right, 2020 is back. We got 2022 and we're we're going to we're going to deal with it. Um and we're going to deal with it by watching movies. Um plenty of sequels to look forward to. You're right, Colin. Uh well, mm-hmm. should I have spelled your name? I guess I should tell everyone all our names. We are Sean <laughs> Lemmy. John Otney. And Colin Westman. Um, this is an annual tradition that we have maintained, probably also for at least ten years, like the Monthly Please Awards, where we uh, yeah. sit down, we uh, we talk about ten movies that uh, John and I are looking forward to each, and then Colin, uh, because he doesn't want to do that, because that's like not hip enough for Colin, uh, <laughs> he throws he throws shade at ten other movies. <laughs> I mean, it'd be boring if we all did our most favorite. You gotta have that contrast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, your guys' picks are usually pretty hip and cool. Well, you're probably gonna part. hate like five of my picks. But then you usually put like a Marvel movie at number one, and I'm like, ah, never mind. <laughs> they're not they're not as hip and cool as I thought. But we'll see. Probably because you know what, I'm pretty done with Marvel. But but but, but maybe but Con, you can you, convince me to come back. You're, you're definitely gonna watch Moon Knight, though, right? <laughs> Because it's like at this point I'm I'm done. I don't even really know what that is. I watched the trailer. I don't really know what that is. I just end up. I think he's 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 powered by the moon. Uh, It's Oscar Isaac. That is that is wrong. I I barely. I thought it was the the waning phases of the moon. (laughs) At least that's the original character, right? Yeah, like his strength uh, correlates with the uh, the the waning. Like I said, the waning phases of the moon. So like what does that mean? Lyric. You know, like crescent. It's like I'm at crescent straight. <laughs> um, I'm going. I'm probably going off of like a uh, like a card that I looked at in the '90s. You know, like some yeah, sort of I, a Marvel character card. I believe the thing with Mister Knight is that uh, he has multiple personalities, and so like. Well, that's one part of it. Like, one of them is, like, he's, like, an expert mercenary, so he's really good at fighting. And, like, another one is, like, he's a, uh, like, billionaire, so he's, like, got a lot of money sometimes. And I'm going off the trailer. One of them's, like, a British nerd, because that seems to be what they're emphasizing the most in that TV show trailer. Moon Knight possesses superhuman abilities that are tied to the lunar cycle of the moon. Does he, though? I don't know if that's what they're doing in this one, but it has been... Sean, look at him. Look how stupid he looks. Of course that's what it was at some point. God, Moon Knight. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And that's the one that Ethan Hawke was like, I'm going to get involved in that. After he's like, I'm not going to do superhero stuff. But like, Moon Knight sounds good, though. Yeah, getting a Moon Knight. I'm sure we'll all like it. It's just like, we're getting to like D-list characters at this point. It's bizarre. Pretty funny. I was gonna say what's next, cloak and dagger, but I had to Google to make sure those were real characters, and there already was a cloak and dagger. It was it wasn't on like a free form. Free form. Wow. So I probably had like a lot of warm like family messages. 
Freeform all about family? Because they used to be Fox Family. Then they became ABC Family. Many moons ago. Yeah. Oof. All right. Should I go first then? We're in the superhero realm, so I think I'm going to go first because okay. I do have a superhero movie as my number 10. Um, so look, there's a lot of DC movies coming out in 2022. You've got the Batman. That's probably the, the big deal one. Um, and then there's also Black Adam. The Flash meets all the Batman. Um, Batgirl. And there's probably more than I'm forgetting. I know the Peacemaker show is going on right now. Um, but somehow the one I'm looking forward to the most out of all of DC's movies is Aquaman and the Lost King. Um, so the first Aquaman movie is just like the most blockbuster movie ever made. Like it's, it's kind of like in, in, in the realm of a Michael Bay, uh, clusterfuck, but it's done so much better because it's James Wan. Um, it's got, you know epic army fighting scenes it's got long warner fight scenes it's got jokes about peeing uh it's got you know one of the strongest <laughs> men in the world as its lead uh in jason momoa uh it's got boba fett in it um i had a lot of fun with aquaman yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah it has men who are part fish Half crab, half fish, half shark, half fish. Well, it's mm, it's got Dolph Lundgren, so sort does of. It, does it have fish men <laughs> in it? Okay, yeah. Half men, half fish. Um, we don't know a ton about uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We do know that the Lost Kingdom is Atlantis. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do know that pretty much everybody's back. I don't think Willem Dafoe's back. I think he might have died. I don't remember. Um, All right. They have uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen coming back though as Black Manta because he's he's like trying to turn Black Manta into the greatest supervillain in the history of cinema. It's going to be the next Thanos. Um, and uh, yeah, there's not like a trailer yet. It's not coming out till December. I should say that I do have criteria this year. Uh, I I maintain my criteria from last year that it had to have a uh, an actual release date. Um. When I, for, for it to be on my list because I've, I've been I like even having a release date isn't a guarantee anymore that no movie's going to actually come out um, but I had to have at least that um, and it had to not be a movie that I put on my list previously so like Top Gun didn't, didn't make the cut this year um, but but Aquaman I think I think will be fun I'm or it'll be a big clusterfuck uh, either way you know we'll be able to watch it on HBO Max, uh, you know, a month after release, so it'll be fine. Is that how it works now? It's a month after. Yeah, the yeah. They said films? they're 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 doing yeah, like a. I'll look at what exactly it is. It's forty five days. Oh, so yeah, I guess a lot of streaming services are doing that because I know Paramount Plus does something like that. Um, wow. So yeah, because I don't I don't think I'm gonna rush out for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I do like that. There's a lot of big monsters. There were so many big monsters. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of big monsters, and that'll be fun. I'm trying to think of what kind of big monster I'd like to see that they didn't already do. Uh, maybe <laughs> like a Loch Ness monster, like a plesiosaur. Yeah, I wonder if they'll bring Julie Andrews back. 
I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see um because Julie Andrews she voiced what was what kind of creature was she again? I already forgot. She was um, octopus. She, she, she was you know like a leviathan type. You know, like okay, so big. I want a giant plesiosaur played by like a classic actor or actress. You know, someone, yeah, I, someone old it could happen. school. It could be done. I'm trying to think who's still with us. Who could <laughs> voice a giant plesiosaur? Uh, I'm looking at actors that they've added to this cast. I'm, um, I'm going to look up actors in their 90s. <laughs> we've got... Um, Randall Park, maybe Harry uh, Belafonte. Um, Clint Eastwood, perhaps. Gene, ha- Gene Hackman comes out of retirement. Yes, the plesiosaur has a mustache <laughs> too, so he can relate to it. <laughs> oh, very, very clever. That's like some Pirates of the Caribbean shit. They always have shit like that going on. God, thank God we're done with those for a while, right? I know they're trying to get those back off the ground. But it's like made of uh, barnacles. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to think about it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> was the last one with like... Was that Was the Javier Bardem one the last one? I think it was, right? Because the one before that was when Penelope was the Cruz last and Ian McShane. One. I think it was 2017, Dead Men Tell No Tales. I have literally no memory of this movie or anything that happens in it. You're, you're I, the I watched, one who saw it. I watched it on Probably. Netflix. I, well, I remember like Javier Bardem's like always like underwater even when he's like not underwater. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, Weird. his hair's like all like, whoosh, it's yeah. like all like floating around. I didn't see it or okay. before. Because the bad guy always has to be some sort of monster like that. There always has to be like a shtick with like some of the yeah. bad guys. Can't some, just be a some, man. Some fun like that. So. <laughs> Not really. Um, something that you can imagine. Okay. Uh, well, and and, uh, and uh, yes. Interesting. I would say put on the put on the list. This is our first Patrick Wilson movie of of the podcast. I don't know okay. how many he's going to be in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I was I was talking about uh, imagination because my number ten pick is a movie from the Masters of Imagination. <laughs> this this pick kind of um, makes me want to kick my own ass because I feel like it's a trap. Uh, it's Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. Ah uh, uh, yes, it, yes, it does have a release date, November twenty third, and this is uh, supposed to be Spielberg's autobiographical story of. Uh, I mean, kind of. It's not exactly his story, but it's based on his story of growing up as a kid in Arizona, wanting to be a filmmaker, having a, a rough uh, relationship with his dad. Uh, the dad character is played by Paul Dano, and Michelle Williams plays the mom. And Seth Rogen is the fun uncle, I guess. And there's they haven't really released that much info on it. It just says, we'll be loosely based on Spielberg's childhood growing up in Arizona. So I, I think he did like a, write yeah. this one, right? He co-wrote it, uh, yeah, with with Tony Kushner, his go-to guy these days. <laughs> um, and that's yeah, that's that is interesting because he hasn't written that many times. He wrote AI, and I think he wrote Close Encounters, and 
not much else. I mean, aside from like thousand episodes of amazing stories he came up with, um, not much else. So it's I guess I guess it's a personal thing for him. Um, but I'd love to know how much it gets into filmmaking. And uh, how far into this kid's life it goes. Probably not too far. It's probably not going to go into, <laughs> even though I'd like it to, his teenage years of sneaking into the Universal lot and then just eventually getting hired there because that's how things worked back in the s- late 60s, early 70s. Uh, or the time when he like ran into like m- naked Marlon Brando. <laughs> You guys ever hear that story? <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> Some like guy like sent him on like a like sent hey can go get right this place thing right from this office over there and like he knew Marlon Brando was in that office naked or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Brando was doing. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I would like to see that in on film. But probably not. Um, aside from the actors I've named, it also looks like Judd Hirsch. Is, in, is up in this joint. Nice. I assume as a, gr- a grandfather or a very old man. 86 years old. Um, Yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, what it's all about. Even though it sounds schmaltzy as all hell. It's called the Fablemans. For Jesus Christ, God. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Paul Dana will have some very funny, thick glasses. Because I think Spielberg's real dad was like some sort of uh, very like smart computer guy. He like invented like microchips or something. Not 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 the first one ever. But his dad has his own Wikipedia for his achievements in technology. Arnold Spielberg. He was died in 2020, 103 years old. Mm-hmm. It's back in the pocket. Damn. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Just because I loved hey, West Side Story. It was fine. I'm sure he's last done last worse year, recently, so. right? He can still um, do good things. Mm, no, that was definitely. No, yeah, yeah he can better also than BFG. still do bad that was things. better than BFG. BFG is bad. Not that long ago. Like, of his recent movies? I don't know. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Guess that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, you never know with that guy <laughs> at this point. He's pretty pretty hit or miss. Wow. Um. Okay, so for my list of unanticipated movies of next year... Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot, like, for me to choose from this year, I found. I think because there were just a bunch of movies that got pushed back, you know, over the course of the last two years that didn't seem like sure things, so they weren't going to release them in theaters. So they, And, I mean, some of these... Oh, man, I can't believe I didn't make the list. But I feel like... I feel like they will. So, like, some honorable mentions to, like... What if it's good? The Flash... The untitled Mario movie with Chris Pratt. Uh, Minions Rise of Gru still has to come out. 
I just yeah. don't know enough about it except for the voice. It was cast. so bad. And they filmed this yeah. at the same time as that one, it, so it's going to be as bad. It could be. I don't know. They're also doing Halloween Ends this year too. Didn't sound like that last one was. Yeah, really that's good. like that's like barely a movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I also thought about that Foo Fighters movie we were talking about last <laughs> Studio Six Six Six, but it's not like a it's not like a real movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for my number ten, uh, it's one I'm almost more curious to hear your guys' opinion on because I I don't have much of a relationship with the source material. I'm I'm putting Uncharted at number ten. Just because it looks like a very generic action movie to me, somebody who's never played uh, the games. And also, like, the thing I thought about while seeing the trailer was... I I feel like we're almost sick of Tom Holland. (laughs) Because he's, like... He hasn't really been able to to branch out beyond the Spider-Man thing. He's, he, he can be a little bland to the point where, like, I, I was way more interested in Mark Wahlberg <laughs> in this trailer, who I hadn't seen in a while, even though it's like Tom Holland feels like one of the, the big stars of his generation. And Mark Wahlberg feels like, you know, oh, like I played the, them all. the 15th most charismatic star of his generation, but somehow watching this. So like, my thing about Uncharted, which I love, I've, I've played them all, I, I own but, them uh, all. Anyways, you guys um, have played these games. Really the appeal of those games for me is like, it's like what have you it's thought Indiana about Jones, them but you get to play. Them. You get okay, to do yeah, these yeah. crazy stunts and crazy jumps and climbing. But like, if you take away that part of the equation, like what's the hook of Uncharted? It's like, it's Indiana Jones, but now, like, I don't know what the, what the, what, what's the yeah. selling point on this movie? Just like, remember the games and how those are fun? Yeah, he's more uh, John McClaney than, than Indy is. Like, he makes more jokes and he's like in over his head more oh. than Indy feels. So he's, he's wise cracking Indiana Jones. <laughs> You know one thing that I would be excited if they did. I like how in the first three Uncharted's, that's, that's there's like a, always a random, like unexpected. <laughs> there's a there's a love triangle that they might climax do, to each maybe. of those games, mm-hmm. where there's like a creature or something. It's like I remember when I'm playing the first Uncharted, and then you're in that like tomb near the end, and there's like a bunch of like those I can't remember. They're like creatures coming after you, and I was like, there was no hint of this at any point in the game, and then suddenly it's here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, what the fuck. Uh, I hope they do something like that in this, but I don't think they will. I mean, this is a Ruben Fleischer movie. This is not going to be that ambitious. Plus, this movie was in uh, like development hell for a long time. Because it, was, it wasn't for the longest time it was supposed to be What's-His-Face. Uh, you know, the guy, the guy who yells, <laughs> who did uh, Silver Linings Playbook. No, no, the the director of yes. Silver Linings Playbook. It was going to be a David O. Russell movie for the longest time. 
I feel like back then it was gonna star Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, he got like too old, or now he's got an old guy. Oh, Bradley Cooper. He does yell. Oh, that's funny. Oh, did uh, David O. David Russell. O. Russell. Yeah. Also, I mean, they they fucked up a long time ago because this that's this always it, should have been yeah, Nathan. That's what Fillion, it says on Wikipedia. You know, he finally aged Wolverine out. Wolverine was originally part. set to star as Nathan um, Drake when it was in development. So yeah, they just in they missed their window. <laughs> I think they're just trying to find other vehicles for Tom Holland. Like they're trying to figure out. Sony's like, well, this guy brings in so much money with the Spider-Man yeah. movies. We must be able to use him for some other kind of franchise. I just. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely coming for the Spider-Man, but you know, I think people are hoping. Yeah, I know, I know. I think Chris Pratt. People are hoping because of that connection, because they do like him in those movies. Is it him they're coming? That'll be enough to to get people to check out uh, Uncharted. I don't know. I don't think it's going to do well because I yeah, I see here that it's coming out mid-February. No, I feel like it's not going to do well, but we'll see. Definitely one I'm excited to uh, to to rent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, uh, Sean. Oh. Yeah. Rent that shit <laughs> all day. It's a good rental. All yeah, right. So Sean, my number nine. My number nine is a movie that was originally going to come out at the end of last year, um, but the uh, the pandemic delayed shooting, um, and so it didn't end up filming until the end of last year, and so now it's coming out at the end of this year, um, slash early 2023, depending on your access to limited releases, um, and that's the new Damien Chazelle movie, Babylon. Uh, which uh, he's he's going back to uh, the the golden age of Hollywood, um, and apparently not making it a musical, uh, despite being the Whiplash La La Land guy. Um, instead, it's a some sort of drama about, uh, and this will sound familiar, a fictional character played by Brad Pitt, and a real person from history played by Margot Robbie. Um, <laughs> In, in this case, she is playing um, Clara Bow, uh, the original mm-hmm. It girl, uh, because she, she was the star of It from 1927, and Wings, <laughs> and uh, Man Trap. Um, so it seems to be about that transition from uh, silent films into uh, talkies, sort of like the artist. Um, so yeah, this has got Oscar bait written all over it, and uh, that'll probably probably make it pretty good, right? I guess they yeah. might as well have just called it "And the Oscar Goes to" or "Dear Oscar." <laughs> got a, it's got a great cast. First Man seemed like an Oscar power player, but d- didn't didn't pan out. Yeah, and First Man was great. Because it's not about movies, though. People like it when it's about the movies. It's true. This one's extremely about the movies. People love that shit. Yeah. 
Like the artist. Remember the artist? People ate that shit up with a spoon. With a golden spoon. <laughs> I'm sorry, when did this come out again? What's the date? Christmas. Chris. Oh, God, yeah. They want it. Is it being produced by that guy who uh, who who had to announce that um, Moonlight one? <laughs> I gotta look this Maybe. up. Maybe I'm gonna look it up. Babylon film. Does that have any collection uh, connection to Babylon AD? Remember that? Well, I'm looking at the producers and I see Tobey Maguire on this list, so that's cool. People love Spider Man. <laughs> Um, I don't see that. that. That'd be a bummer. Bring that guy back. He's a great Oscar presenter. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. He saved the day. Uh, Warren and, and Faye Dunaway were gonna just go go with it. Yeah. God, that'd be so weird. <laughs> that guy hadn't announced the moonlighted one. Oh yeah, man. God be the biggest heist ever ever pulled off in oscar history that'd be a good heist movie where a bunch of people try to give a movie like an oscar but just imagine if all the la la land people walk off the stage and then steve harvey has to come out and be like a mistake has been made a terrible mistake (laughs) (laughs) sean did you say flea fleas in this flea so many people are in this. Spike Jones, wow. Yeah, Chloe Fideman from SNL. Yeah. Wow. Why not? Yeah, my um, number nine pick is also pretty Oscary. I thought this would be one that Sean would have too, but I don't see an actual release date for it yet. So I'm gonna guess oh. you didn't. You didn't. You didn't pick it then. Disqualified. But it is it is coming out for sure, uh, according to my, my sources. And that's the new Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, based off the book. Uh, this is a period piece. The premise, members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is in this, but he's not playing J. Edgar as far as I could, I could find find out here. <laughs> Damn. I was hoping he'd be pulling double duty. Um, but he stars, and there's some pictures, and you see he's looking very old-timey. He's got a funny haircut, and he just looks great. And Robert De Niro's here, too. So that's kind of fun. Scorsese's bringing, like, his two favorite Ooh. collaborators. Have, have they been yeah. in a Scorsese movie together yet? Is this the first time? It's the first one that comes done. All right. Never. No? Cool. Well, Um, I don't think De Niro had done a movie with Scorsese uh, since like the 90s (laughs) until The Irishman. Third billing is, of of course, Jesse Plemons, who I saw something today where it's like he's, he's been in like five straight films that have been nominated for Best Picture. Um, and if this movie is good and comes out in time, that this would be like six, because this this sounds like something that the Oscars would love to nominate. A uh, Martin Scorsese, I assume epic, just for the fact that it's a period piece and it, uh, the budget's two hundred million dollars. Uh, what what was what got nominated for best picture? This J- Jungle Cruise. What the hell are we talking? Power about? of the Dog. He's in. 
Did you see it, Sean, with Benedict Cumberbatch? No. I mean, it's not nominated yet, but well, it probably will be. Yeah, those aren't out yet, but it, it could be. Yeah. Uh, for sure it's going to. It's absolutely going to be nominated for Best Picture. Um, I think it'll probably win Best Director, too, but we'll see. Um, Who else is up in here? Uh, a lot of uh, Native American actors, which is good. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to go straight to Brendan Fraser making his big comeback. Brendan Fraser, yeah. There was that uh, viral video where there's that fan talking to him, and he's talking about how excited he is to be in the new Martin Scorsese movie. Now he's very nervous. It's very charming. Uh, John Lithgow's here. Everybody you want to see. I think it's coming to Apple TV or something. So is that the only way that Martin Scorsese can get movies made now is streaming services giving him obscene amounts of money? Well, that's the thing. He wants to make movies for obscene amounts of money. And it's an Eric Roth screenplay, um, who I generally like. It seems like he's pretty good at handling the uh, the epics. Obviously, he was a co-writer on, on Dune last year and did some work on Star is Born. So he's been keeping pretty busy these days. Um, sole screenwriter on this one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Sounds like a real yeah, sounds like a real Colin movie. Cheerio. Robbie Robertson is doing the uh, is doing the soundtrack by himself. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. They're buds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, yeah. That's that's. That's fun. <laughs> Marty's Marty's getting all his friends together towards the end of his career. Yeah. But he's still doing it. Um, okay, so my number nine is one of two films concerning the, uh, the, the big comeback of Channing Tatum this year. He's, he's back. <laughs> sort of. Welcome back. He had a he had a small yeah. role in Free Guy. Yeah, I, I I know. I saw that in his uh his recent <laughs> filmography. But he like you know he kind of took a break from Hollywood. He, yeah, that's he right. That much the uh, the last couple of years. Uh, but he's doing a movie called The Lost City. Have you heard of this movie? Yes. Yeah, it looks basically like romancing the stone but with a few tweaks uh uh sandra bullock plays an author she's a romance novelist she get i'm not really sure why she ends up in the jungle has something to do with daniel radcliffe he's an international criminal who kidnaps loretta in order to find the lost city i'm assuming the lost city is something in one of her books Anyways, is it the Lost City she, of Zed? It's the Lost City of D, apparently, in this. Which is that? Is that like Dick? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Jesus Christ. I hope so. It looks, yeah, very silly. Uh, anyways, Channing Tatum plays, he's like the cover model for all of her romance novels. Uh, so he's like Fabio, basically. Uh, <laughs> That's they good. Get, you should, they they should have given him like long flowing hair. He is. He does have it in one scene. Oh, okay, like, I'm guessing it's just a wig. It's or a something. wig. Gotcha. Because he doesn't have it in the rest of the the movie, or at least the trailer. Uh, so they end up in the jungle, 
getting into hijinks, I assume. The end of the trailer, though, um, there's a guy who's like this adventurer type, and he's Brad Pitt. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, nice. you know what? The movie looks kind of fun. I'm sure it'll be super stupid, but like, I like what they're doing. <laughs> Sounds... So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the Lost City. You know why I know about this is for whatever reason I picked this year as the year I'm going to watch a bunch of Sandra Bullock movies because I've, I've always been a fan, but there's so many of her movies I haven't seen. And then I saw that this was coming out. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, if I, I guess I got to watch this too, right? Because this has got to fit into the, the marathon. But I think it's Paramount, maybe. so I can watch it on Paramount Plus maybe after like uh, you know that 45-day yeah. thing. I'm not seeing anything about a streaming release, but uh, no. we'll be in theaters in March. Uh, yeah. And maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll get to see some of these Sandra Bullock movies I'm watching on the pick. You guys want to see Speed 2 Cruise Control? <laughs> it's got Jason Patrick. Our guy. Our guy. He, he gave it a go. He gave it a go. Yeah. It's, it's Good for him. A lot of us can say. Yeah, absolutely. Props. Major Speaking props. of action movies set on a vehicle. Nice. My number eight pick is Bullet Train, the new thriller from David Leach. Mm. The the guy who uh, was one of the John Wick guys. And then he went on and did um, Atomic Blonde and uh, Deadpool 2. Um, now he's back. And you bet your ass he's got Brad Pitt. So we're up to three Brad Pitt. And, and Sandra Gunners. Bullock. <laughs> so much Brad. Oh my God, really? She said this as well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the concept, uh, I think, comes from a, uh, a novel called uh, Maria Beetle. Uh, it's about uh, five... Uh, hitmen who are all on a Japanese bullet train and they find they realize that all their assignments are connected in, in some way, I guess. Um, I'm not quite sure who the hitmen are because there's a lot of people in this cast, uh, but I would guess there's some of Brad Pitt, Joey King, uh, Andrew Koji, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie Beetz, Masioka, Michael Shannon. One of those, five of those. <laughs> Lady Gaga's also in this. Sandra Bullock. Oh, there she is. Wow. Um, bad Bunny's in it. <laughs> yeah, Bad... Who is Bad Bunny? He's a musician. It's like a... Yeah. He's like a Latin... I don't know if he's a rapper or a singer. Um, I think he's both. He's like, like a Latin pop star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is this like a Poseidon Adventure type thing? Is that why they have such an all-star cast? I mean, Maybe. It seems hard to keep five uh, protagonists going. Gotta kill some of them. Well, it is an impressive cast, and I gotta say, I do love a movie called Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really great title. That's good. I would love for something like this to be good. It sounds fun. And one of the John Wick guys. Has this guy only done... Uh... Oh, no, he did Atomic Blonde. Yeah, and, and Deadpool, Deadpool 2, too. which I think is fine. I know everyone likes to shit on Deadpool because he knows he's in a movie. <laughs> I think Deadpool 2 is fine. It's got two of the people from Atlanta in it. How bad could it be? 
I I'm I'm pulling for Bullet Train. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it comes out in July, July fifteenth. July fifteenth. Uh, well, I got a movie coming out June twenty fourth. Won't have to worry nice. about Bullet Train Ram- ramming it down at the box office. <laughs> good, good. Um, starring everyone's favorite actor from Moon Knight, Ethan Hawke. This is the Black Phone, you guys. <laughs> uh, new horror movie from Scott Derrickson. Um, after getting kicked off of Doctor Strange two because he wanted to make it too scary. Uh, so he went off and just did his own scary movie um, with C. Robert Cargill, who also, you know, is like his, his co-writer on like Doctor Strange and all sorts of stuff. And this, is this the Babadook sequel? This isn't a Babadook sequel. This is based off well, of... Well, uh, that guy looks a lot like the Babadook, John. Do, well, it's kind of weird. So it's based off a short story by Joe Hill um, that I've read. I have, really? I have this anthology that this story is in. It's like six pages. It's a good short story, but I'm like, they're going to have to expand a lot. But that's kind of fun. The short story, I can tell you, is about there's this uh, kind of a... What's his name? Who's that fat clown murderer? John Wayne Gacy. There's like this clown clown entertainer guy who's kidnapping kids um, and then locking them in a basement and just like killing them. Um, but then there's one kid in the story gets, gets kidnapped, put in the basement and there's a black phone down there. It starts ringing and he can talk to all the other kids that have been killed by this serial killer and they're trying to help him escape from, from the room. And, you know, so like that's pretty small, self-contained little story. I think what they're doing with this, cause there's a trailer is there's people on the outside trying to find him. And I assume they're going to do like thing where like he escapes and then gets put back in. Like it's probably going to expand a little bit. On the, the situation uh, pretty weird casting like Ethan Hawke as this uh, party clown guy uh, definitely not what I visualized uh, when reading the story it's like I mean come on Paul Walter Hauser's right there he would have been perfect for this but I do like that Ethan Hawke is being uh, very eccentric in this movie he's got big funny 70s sunglasses because they're setting it in the 70s I don't understand what this weird clown mask he's wearing on the poster is. It looks like he's about to do a purge. <laughs> uh, but the trailer looked kind of cool. I like that's in the past. Scott Derrickson has um, been pretty good these days. I really liked Sinister, which is another movie he did with Ethan Hawke. And, it, and here's the thing. It was originally supposed to come out in January, but they they moved it to June because um, the reviews were so good at at the early screenings they did for it. So they, they, they think it can be a hit, which, uh, I mean, good luck in, in the age of COVID, but we'll see. Uh, it was probably yeah. a pretty cheap movie, so I'm rooting for it. Uh, should be spooky. Hmm. All right, so my number eight is the... Uh, the 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 second uh, piece of Channing Tatum's big comeback in 2022. Oh, how dare you, Colin? How dare you? What? <laughs> are you are you looking forward to the movie Dog? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I can't believe you're putting the feel good movie of the year on this list. 
Remember when we talked about when this movie was like first announced and we talked about it on our, I believe it was our, our White House Down episode of the pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because back then the premise was like, uh, Channing Tatum's character and his dog have to haul ass to the Pacific Coast. And I was shocked that somebody had written in the Wikipedia, have to haul ass. You know, John, I think you'll be pleased to know that on its IMDb currently, the plot synopsis says Briggs, who alongside his companion Lulu, a Belgian Malin, Malinois, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyways, uh, they haul ass down the Pacific coast. In They're time still to hauling ass? Friend and Handless Funeral. Nice. They're still hauling ass. At least on IMDb. I think they changed it on Wikipedia. To they a, did. To I'm a on the Wikipedia, yeah. Plot synopsis. Hell yeah. I'm all but about a movie that's about hauling ass. <laughs> still hauling ass. Honestly, I watched the trailer. They don't seem like they're hauling ass that much. It seems like they're they're pretty happy to get into hijinks. But, you know, everyone has their own definition of hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is another funny thing that used to be on the Wikipedia that's not anymore because I remember Sean brought it up that there is, or maybe you brought it. I can't remember who brought it up, but it was like on such and such date, Channing Tatum cast himself. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. They got rid of that. He made, he made a good a good call. Wow, this is coming up out this. the exact same day as Uncharted. This is Damn. so. This is so fucked. <laughs> They're going head to head. Oh, he's not. He's not solo directing it. I thought he was solo directing it. They didn't no, trust he's him. Co-directing it. Yeah, but the weird thing is the other guy directing also hasn't directed a movie before. <laughs> he's got but a lot of producing like credits. Produced. Looks like he worked on the Magic Mics and other Channing vehicles. Ooh, did he work on Gambit? Uh, I mean, he's not credited because that movie. Well, doesn't no one exist. can be credited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, maybe. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe you're right, Sean. Maybe this just looks like harmless fun. This looks stupid. This looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know why? You know why it's shit? It. It's called dog. Wow. It's yeah. called dog. They really worked on that one. <laughs> because they know what's going to sell it is the fact that it has a dog. Oh. And the tagline is, a filthy animal unfit for human company and a dog. <laughs> wow. I hope that they, this is in the most literal sense. That like Channing Tatum is so unfit for society. He's like a weird savage man. <laughs> So I look like it in the trailer. Well, he looks a little dirty, though. Uh, so I guess it's your number seven, Sean. Okay, my number seven is a movie called The Woman King. Um, and it's honestly, the concept is awesome and the cast is great. The only reason it's this low on my list is it's directed by uh, Gina Prince Bythewood, uh, who is the, the woman who did. Um, Love and Basketball and Secret Life of Bees, uh, and then made the jump into action movies with um, The Old Guard back at the, I don't know, the early days of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, that that Charlize Theron movie where she's an immortal mercenary. Um, 
which is a movie I thought was really boring with a fun concept. So I, I am I just have that caveat here that it's another great concept. It sounds like a lot of fun, but it might be boring. Um, in this case, it's uh, I, I think a historical epic. Uh, I don't think this is modern day based on the premise. Uh, uh, set in the kingdom of Dahomey, which is in West Africa. Uh, it's the story of a uh, all-female military unit that is led by uh, Viola Davis, uh, who's their general. And um, it sounds like they're going to just go kick some ass. Uh, the uh, The rest of the cast, though, it's uh, Thuso Mbedo um, from uh, that show you watched, Colin, uh, Underground Railroad. Was it just called The Underground Railroad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That. Uh, and then Lashana Lynch is in this. Uh, John Boyega is in it. Uh, sounds cool. Hmm. Um, apparently, they've been working on it for a while. They have pictures of Viola Davis talking about it in like 2018. So that's, that's pretty incredible. And it'll finally be out in September, September 16th of this year. The Woman King will be in theaters. And it's a Sony movie, so. I'm sure we'll get a lot of marketing and a really delayed streaming release. Cool. All right, so we're on seven? Yeah. Okay. My number seven does not have early state, which I'm sure Sean is pretty skeptical already. Uh, But it is an A24 movie, and I love picking A24 movies. They make up most of my lists. And this is the latest from Ari Aster. We love him. His new movie, mm-hmm. Disappointment Boulevard. Uh, the f- There's not much on it. It's got a huge cast, but uh, before I get to that, the film is described as an intimate, decade-spanning portrait of one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. Ooh. Ari Aster has described it as a four-hour nightmare comedy. Oh, God. Comedy? <laughs> So it sounds like he's really going to test our patience on this one, test the limits of what we can take as an audience. I didn't think this one was initially horror, but it says on the Wikipedia comedy horror, and I've seen some of Ari Aster's short films, and even his ones that aren't quotations horror are incredibly disturbing, so I'm pretty sure that's just his wheelhouse. This is going to be horror (laughs) whether he wants it to be horror or not. But Joaquin Phoenix is starring as as the businessman. We also got Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, Meryl Streep, Richard Kine, Michael Gandolfini, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Parker Posey. Uh, all sorts of great, great people. I was reading an article, too, on IndieWire talking about how, like, Joaquin Phoenix and Ari Aster were, like, fighting a lot on it, but also then, like, hugging it out. <laughs> like, they got really into this. This it's, What's funny is this article is, like, is being written as it's it's like an interview for with Stephen McKinley Henderson like given the details of like it's like I came in late into the production but it was, it was this is what it was like it's like one minute they're like arguing the next minute they're like hugging each other so sounds like a pretty intense shoot um but they they shot it a while ago so it, it, it I imagine this will probably be out like in the fall um I don't know maybe it'll get it's hard to tell. But it's Ari Aster. It's a, it's all his normal crew guys, his regular cinematographer. So I'm sure it'll look cool. Uh, but four hours, yikes! Uh, whew, whew. 
We'll see. <laughs> Just make it a mini series, you oh asshole. My God. It's crazy. I, I, you gotta love him for for doing something so not so. And plus, it's gonna be funny if it sucks because it's called Disappointment Boulevard. So <laughs> it's gonna be so easy to make fun of. So, That's a great point. Win, it's a win-win, really. Yeah. Colin, is your number seven a win-win? Yeah, I think so. Because it's both an animated kids movie and a superhero movie. A, a DC movie Sean forgot to mention earlier in the podcast. It's DC League of Super Pets. Of course. Uh, the fuck is yeah. that? It's a movie about Superman's dog, voiced by Dwayne Johnson. He's playing crypto. What? Yeah. But he's playing Black Adam this year. Yeah. So? The man needs to make money. <laughs> he doesn't have enough of it. I guess Oscar Isaac is in Spider-Man and also Moon Knight. Yeah. There are no rules anymore. You we, can be in as many superhero things as you want. We mentioned the, this briefly that's what most on, the, movies uh, are. on the Mildly Pleased Awards. Yeah. Uh, Sean, do you remember who was playing Lex Luthor? No, I don't. It's, I barely remember what this it's is. It's Mark Maron. <laughs> ah. I'm laughing already. Um. Also, it sees... Uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart teaming up because Kevin Hart is ace. Right, the right. Ace. Ace. Batman's dog ace. Yeah. It's it's weird. In the trailer, they don't make it seem like all the pets who are part of uh, Crypto's team are other superheroes' pets. But I guess looking at the Wikipedia page, I guess they are. But maybe they... It says they later become like the Flash's and Wonder Woman's and Green Lantern's pets. So, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I did notice it's based on the DC Comics superhero team Legion of Super Pets, which has, <laughs> which has a horse in it, which it doesn't look like it's making an appearance in this movie, but you never know. Maybe there will be a cameo from Comet the Super Horse. Is he, like, dressed like another DC character? Because, you know, after this, you have Superman's dog, you have the Batman dog. Is the horse, like, uh, dressed like Hawkman or something? No, he's just dressed like a horse with, like, a Superman cape, basically. You've got to see the picture. All right, hold on. You should look at the Wikipedia. (laughs) Super Horse. That's his name. There's a a monkey. There's also a monkey. Wow. There's uh, <laughs> a monkey in pajamas. Is that streaky? <laughs> oh, he's got a lightning bolt. He's like the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of wish this was more like... Uh, it was It was a closer adaptation of Legion of Super Pets, but... Oh, well. I wish this was live action. Missed yeah. opportunity. <laughs> Um, yeah, Superhorse looks scared to be there. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're like gonna fall off a building? You're like, oh god, somebody please save me! And it's the fucking super pets. <laughs> like, oh shit. 
wonder, I don't know if they <laughs> save humans or if they just save other pets. Oh, they should take on Tiger King. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's coming out. I think that's like a mini series though for Peacock. Um Oh, like the Yeah. yeah the Tiger the King show. Version. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sad that Super Horse I I see that why this is on your lease anticipated now. Unless All, unless every I single Colin, they haven't announced who Keanu Reeves is playing. What if he's gonna play Super Horse? <laughs> That'd be great. Every single animal on the list on the Wikipedia page for Legion of Super Pets is funnier than the ones that are in this movie. Well, they're all Be- Beppo the Super Monkey, Comet the Super Horse, Street the Super Cat, <laughs> Detective Chimp, Bat Cow, <laughs> Flexi the Plastic Bird, Plastic. Clay Critter, and then just something called Titus. It doesn't say what animal he is. Mm. So it looks like on the cast listing, there's a lot of actors they've not announced who they're playing. I bet uh, a couple of these might show up. They better. Or else, what the fuck was? Because I see like Kate McKinnon's in this, Keanu Reeves, uh, Ben Schwartz, uh, Jamila Jamil. None of their parts have been announced. So, fingers crossed that we get to see Super Horse and find out what Titus is. I'm gonna Google Super Pet Titus. Looking at pictures of Streaky the Super Cat is my new favorite hobby. I love him so much. He's so good. He's so funny. Everything. Why is this cat flying through space? Sean Titus is just another dog. Aww. He's one of Bruce Wayne's dogs. He's a great Dane. His abilities are being a good boy and being Damien's emotional support dog. Who's Damien? Damien Wayne? That's Batman's son. Okay. <laughs> I love that his abilities are being a good boy. <laughs> He's on batman.fandom.wiki. Oh, my God. Uh, we've peaked so early in this podcast. It's all down. This is one of these here. things where if it was being done by, like, uh, what's her face? It's like the Lego movie guys. This would be something to really look forward to. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that yeah, stars only... Dwayne Johnson already is like such a bad, such a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since we're here already, I'll just say my number six is Lord and Miller, um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, perfect. Part one. Wow. Uh, they've already announced it's going to be a fucking another one. Um, and look, if this was a while ago, this would probably be a lot higher on my list. But we just got through... <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, and you can hear our thoughts on that uh, in the in the previous podcast, the Violet Police Award. Um, so I'm not particularly excited about more universe hopping. Uh, based on the trailer, it looks like uh, this one will be about Miles and uh, and Gwen uh, going to a bunch of different other Spider-Man's universes instead of all the Spider-Man coming to his. Um. And they've said, you know, they're going to do some of the goofier ones, like the the 1970s Japanese one where he has giant robots. Or, um, uh, they're going to go see uh, the Spider-Man India, you know, the one where he's got, you know, a, a whole different identity because he's in India instead of New York. I want them um, to go into the 90s cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> I feel like I 
I was looking it up recently, and I was like, wow, someone cool played J. Jonah Jameson. I don't remember who it was. I'll look it up. Oh, that's interesting. 90s cartoon, J. Jonah. Um, so, yeah, this yeah, also has Oscar. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow, Hell yeah, it's Ed Asner. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He just knows. He has so much experience with, with that particular profession. True. Yeah, he's a lifelong newsman. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to close out by saying there's the, the, the added weirdness of, like I said, Oscar Isaac is coming back as uh, Spider-Man 2099 and also Haley Steinfeld just finished up being the new Hawkeye. Um, so lots, of, lots of double dipping going on with the, uh, the <laughs> Sony Marvel versus Marvel TV. I guess they've just run out of actors finally. I think it's just like that's like mostly all there is for big movie stars to do. That was <laughs> just do superhero movies. Uh, yeah, and then you can make your money and go do uh, an indie movie made for nothing. That's <laughs> all there is. That's all there is. Uh, John, what do well, you speaking have? Speaking of double dipping, actually. Yeah, triple dipping because this they've made they've made this movie a handful of times. Uh, in Uh-oh. 2022, coming out September 9th, we're getting a new Salem's Lot movie. Uh, this uh-huh. is Stephen King's. I think it's what is his second book? It's one of his early books from the 70s, and it was made as a two part miniseries in in 1979, and then again in like the mid 2000s, also a two part miniseries with Rob Lowe. Um, and now we have this version, which is is just supposed to be a standalone movie. Um, and I did read the book last year, and I I don't understand why they always feel the need to make it so fucking long. Um, hopefully they don't do Salem's Lot Part 1 and 2. I don't know what the plans are, but as of now, just one. And this is uh, it's a pretty simple story. It's about... Um, oh, I guess you, you guys can probably guess what the main character uh, does in this book. It's a Stephen King book, so going to guess is he a writer he is a writer he is uh, returning to wow. his his childhood home of jerusalem's lot nicknamed salem's lot looking for inspiration and uh, right at the time he moves back to town uh a creepy old man and like his i guess familiar or partner come to town and buy a creepy house and open a furniture store and then uh, people in the town start getting picked off, uh, killed, and turned into vampires. And it becomes Vampire Town. Um, you know, I, I, that probably doesn't sound that groundbreaking now, but when this book came out in the 70s, I don't think there was a lot of contemporary vampire stories. Um, and it is a solid story. It's a solid book with a, with a good uh, group of characters. Um, and every version they've done so far has been pretty cheesy, so it'd be nice to see him just kind of do it, do it right. And they got Gary Doberman, who isn't a super exciting choice. He, um, because he wrote uh, the It movie, but he also has solo screenwriting uh, credit on It Chapter Two, and we all know how that went. <laughs> um, Gary Doberman has also been kind of the the guy who's uh, written. He's written all the Annabelle movies, which I like those movies, and he directed Annabelle Creation, so or Annabelle Comes Home, so this isn't, isn't his first movie he's directed. He's, he's usually just a writer. 
Um, but I think Warner Brothers has been doing a pretty good job with their horror properties lately. They, they do them for a pretty good budget. They all look pretty good. Um, I don't think this is going to be amazing, but I think it could at least be solid. It, it's mostly a cast of people I don't know. The, the two leads I've never heard of. We got some more veteran character actors in the rest of the, the cast. We got Bill Camp uh, from uh, Queen's Gambit. So that'll be fun. Alfred Woodard is the town doctor. Um, and as the two creeps that move to town, you got uh, Pilo Azbeck as the assistant. And as the main vampire guy, you got Bill Sadler. We love some Bill Sadler. He gets to be the main bad guy. That's fun. I don't think this is the first Pilo Azbeck we've gotten. I think he's in um, Aquaman, too. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And wasn't, and wasn't he in Uncharted? Fuck. Um, yes, you're right. Wow. If only someone had picked a uh, Samaritan also. Yeah. Which is I was wrong to bet big on Patrick Wilson this year. Samaritan is a Stallone movie. Okay, this looks bad. Maybe Colin, this could still make your list. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I didn't know about it. You gotta get all of Pilo Azbeck. I'll never know how to do that name. Because it's got, it's got an A and an E, and they're squished together really close. It's a Danish name. I like him, though. He was pretty he's pretty creepy on uh, Game of Thrones. and I actually kind of liked him in that weird Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. So, cool. Con, what do you got? Okay, so my number six movie's coming out in a couple weeks, just in time for Valentine's Day. It's Marry Me. Uh, the uh, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> Owen Wilson movie, where Jennifer Lopez plays a pop star, and she's going to get married at one of her concerts. Uh but then her husband, who's also a pop star, gets caught cheating. And so Owen Wilson, who's just like some guy who doesn't even know her music, goes to the concert. And she's like, I'll just marry this guy. Because he has a sign that says, marry me on it. Yeah, uh, I actually know a little more about this, if you want, Colin. Oh, please. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's based on a little-known webcomic which is mm-hmm. fucking bizarre. Um, and uh, and the, the premise is that uh, Owen Wilson, it, like he doesn't even know who like her songs or anything. He's just there with his friend mm-hmm. uh, who's being played by Sarah Silverman. And Sarah Silverman is the one who has a marry me sign. Um, and, uh, and she has to, in the webcomic, go away to go pee in the bushes. <laughs> and so Owen Wilson just is holding her sign at that, at that moment. Okay. And, uh, and Jennifer Lopez is like, let's do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it doesn't look good, but like, much like The Lost City, it almost, like, it almost makes me like a little happy to see stupid movies of this ilk actually, like, getting released i just feel like we saw nothing of this like middle budget like schmaltz coming out last year because 
like who knows if they're still profitable but uh yeah it it just looks like harmless <laughs> uh cordy material that like probably won't even be a great date movie uh considering the state of the pandemic for uh for valentine's day but well it is going to be on peacock same day ah yes that's true uh so maybe you know people will watch it at home if they're that bored i saw a funny comment that someone said this movie looks like it's from 2005 in the execution and just the overall premise yeah, it's got um, big, like, uh, Made in Manhattan vibes. <laughs> but like you're saying, there is something weirdly comforting about, like, a comedy movie coming out that's got, like, big stars in it that's getting, like, a good amount of promotion. Because, you know, just when you think comedy's dead, you know, I'm not saying this is going to save comedy or something, but yeah. uh, I like to see that people are trying to, to make stuff like this. You say big stars. There are also people who are in their 50s and, like, barely able to make a movie like this. I anymore. mean, Richard Gere was r- romancing women in the 90s, and who knows how old he was in the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. I see Jimmy Fallon as himself, so... Mm-hmm. Always, always good. He's, he's in the trailer. Oh, I didn't see the trailer. Should I see the trailer? Yeah, I think so. It'll okay. make you feel... Good, I guess. <laughs> It'll make me feel emotions. Yeah, All right. it won't make you want to see the movie though. But okay, you know. I mean the so, same day. Guys, on Peacock. Can you guys explain to me who Maluma is? Mm, I don't know. Looks like he's a musician. Yeah. Uh, Colombian. I wonder if he's um, uh, sings in like in uh, in, in Spanish or something. There's a lot of popular Latin pop stars these days that I'm, I'm not super uh, in the know on. So I don't know how big a... Maybe he's a huge star and I just haven't heard of him. Well, he's the third name on the Yeah, like, ball. as if, like, everybody knows who that is. So I guess I'm out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Well, John, I bet you're in the loop on my um, number five because it's the new Robert Eggers movie, The Northman. Yeah. Probably Northman. Uh, no, I'm gonna go with Northman. Um, Northman. He uh, he seems to be uh, making his like push to do a, uh, a like slightly bigger movie than uh, the the more intimate uh, types of films Robert Eggers has done previously with the with the Witch and the Lighthouse. Um, this seems to be a, a kind of a sprawling epic with. Uh, uh, being a like I guess decade-spanning tale of revenge, uh, starring um, Alexander Skarsgård, who's a- an interesting choice to play your hero these days because he's on a real hot streak of playing the asshole in movies and TV shows. <laughs> I mean, last year alone, he was in Succession, Passing, and Godzilla vs Kong as the biggest dick in all those movies. Um, <laughs> But here he's out to um, to avenge his dad, who is, of course, Ethan Hawke, the year he's cashing in. Um, and uh, it, it looks pretty fucking intense and pretty cool going off the trailer. Um, and it's, it's coming out in April, so it's like actually done, ready to go probably. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. 
Should be sweet. I don't know. I don't trust Alexander Skarsgård projects most of the time. <laughs> if he's like if he's top build, then I'm really scared. Yeah, I feel you. Not it's not his fault. It just I don't know. Is the bad omen. But Anya Taylor Joy's back. Um, Willem Dafoe's back. Uh, you got Kate Dickey up in there. Uh, she was in The Witch, right? Uh, yeah. Ralph Innocent credited. They don't have a role on Wikipedia yet, but he's in The Witch. Like, he, like they're all there. It just also has Alexander Skarsgård yeah. and Nicole Ethan Hawke, Bjork, Willem Dafoe as the f- as Bjork. the fool, as Heimer the fool. That sounds like a great part of for course. him. Yeah. Oh, nice! It's got the uh, the mountains in it. Really? Yeah, from Game the of Thrones. The biggest man in the world. Half or the strongest man in the world. <laughs> yeah, strongest. <laughs> I wish he's the biggest man in the world. <laughs> That'd make him like nine feet tall, right? If he's, I guess he'd just be currently biggest. He wouldn't have to be the biggest of all time. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little worried about um Robert Eggers moving away from A24. He probably needed more money to do this one. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's all been good so far from him. It's, it's so. How come him and Ari Aster always seem to have a, movies out the same time? <laughs> They're just on the same schedule. I guess. I guess. Um, Hereditary and The Witch weren't the same time, but uh, Midsummer and The Lighthouse. That's like the same year. So, like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I remember they interviewed each other on the A24 podcast, so. Nice. They know each other. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, speaking of A24. Yeah? Um, I've got a whale of a tale with this one. I've got The Whale! The new Brendan yeah, Fraser movie. Okay. Got a lot of actors yeah. coming up again and again. I was I love scared... It. That we weren't going to get to talk about this because it, like we we briefly touched on Brandon Fraser and it didn't seem like you wanted to go into the whale. So it's like either you forgot it existed or it's on your list. It's on my list. Darren Aronofsky's The list. Whale, based off of the play by Samuel D. Hunter, about a six hundred pound middle aged man trying to reconnect with his daughter. Sounds very very sad. Um, it sounds like so the wrestler, but instead of professional wrestling taking a toll on his body it's eating. yeah it's brendan frazier he um he's in a lot of prosthetics um there hasn't been any pictures but he said he wore a lot of prosthetics for it um but this sounds like a this is a big part for him in more than one way like this is like this if he does this right this sounds like a total like oscar type role which would be amazing to see brendan frazier uh you know have that kind of a claim. I feel like he's got it in him, so I would love to see him really knock this one out of the park. I've liked Darren Aronofsky's career for the most part. Um, I wasn't super crazy about Mother, but I do find it kind of interesting. I guess I didn't see I Noah. <laughs> yeah. What you say, what are you going to say, Colin? Oh, I think it's real interesting. Mother? It's, yeah. It's, very, it's a very hard movie to like, uh, but like so much weird shit well, my thing is like i was i really liked mother for 30 minutes and then it was just like this is too loud this is there's like so many people <laughs> running around screaming on the frame i mean i feel like the intent of that movie is to make you hate people yeah <laughs> and it, it succeeds 
but it's like, should it? It's like a metaphor for like people ruining the earth, you know, ruining the, yeah, because it's like, well, I'm not going to get into mother, but yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I like the fact that this is like, um, this is based off a play. It's a very like isolated, it's like, a, uh, a small story, you know, despite the fact that it's about a 600 pound man. Um, I find that very compelling. Yeah, man. I mean, someone who's 600 pounds, could they even walk at that point? Uh, not well. Um, I really don't know what to expect. I don't know that much about the play. But yeah, Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink is the daughter. I think she's on Stranger Things. Hong Chow, uh, who's in Downsizing. Yes. Samantha yeah. Morton, Ty Simpkins. Watchmen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they finished it like back in April 2021. Supposedly it's coming out this year. So yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to it. Brennan's back. Welcome back. This is probably good for Aronofsky to be teaming with A24. Because it was bizarre that Mother was put out by like Universal or oh, that some is weird. studio. I can't yeah. remember. But yeah. He's just too weird. He needs, yeah, he needs an art house studio for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so my number five I don't even got much to say about it. It's just like we're stuck with these movies. They're there. Uh <laughs> number five is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next installment of the Fantastic Beasts uh series it says here that there are two more in development two more god it's like one one was enough i think <laughs> i didn't even see the second one john do you think you'll see this movie i can't rule it out yeah i it would, i would be dumb of me to rule it out but i'm not looking forward to it at all and also J.K. Rowling writes these. Fuck J.K. Rowling. So, yeah, the odds are looking pretty bad. I'll <laughs> like, say it. I feel like my big takeaway from the first Fantastic Beast is that she's not a very good screenwriter, and it's probably the reason those, uh, like the original Harry Potter movies, are good is because it wasn't her adapting her own material. But oh well. I do want to remind people that the last maybe half hour of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald is the most batshit insane (laughs) filmmaking I've ever seen in my entire life. It's the weirdest (laughs) ending to a movie of all time. Like, this, this has Johnny Depp smoking from a magical hookah and he sprays it out for the audience to watch... His sneak preview of World War Two. It's okay. it's bonkers. Uh, yeah, that's all. Sounds sounds like quite a quite a crime. It seems like he's not in this one as much. He's been replaced. More about Dumbledore. He's been. Re- Do you not know this? He's been replaced. Okay. So 
Colin Farrell started this role, but then at the end of the first scene, be like, actually, it's Johnny Depp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And now in the third one, because Johnny Depp got canceled, that role has been taken over by Mads Mikkelsen for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird because uh, Amber Heard's still in Ackerman and the Lost Kingdom, but I guess Fantastic Beasts stood to make more money or something. So Johnny's out. Now we have Mads Mikkelsen. An upgrade, for sure. Mm-hmm. But a weird, weird thing, a weird situation. The actors play this character now in three movies. So is David Yates weird. just going to make Harry Potter related movies for the rest of his life? Because I'm looking so. at his filmography and since 2007 he's only made one movie that wasn't related to Harry Potter and that was The Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> first project. <laughs> God, and he's gonna do two uh, more. I'm on his page. Yeah, he's doing the the, the next two. He's gonna do doing like 20 years of Harry Potter movies. He's just at this point, he probably just doesn't know how to do anything else. All he knows is is Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I mean that just shows what a uh, creative rut. The Wizarding World has run into. Yeah, can't they do like uh, you know, like how the Mission Impossible's used to mix it up? But like, we're gonna get John Woo to do this one. Like, why don't they get John Woo it's, to make the new? It's <laughs> fantastic piece. This, I mean, that's that's literally what they did for the first, uh, you know, well, not the first two, but the for two, three, and four. Yeah, yeah, they all different. Used to be a thing. Very different takes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they do with James Bond. Like, well, David Yates can get it done. Clearly yeah. he Every gets time it, Bond brings like, someone back, it's a mistake. It might be, it might, you know, pump some life into this thing if you got someone who, who you know, a little different to to make one of these. You know, like what if Danny Boyle made one? Get you and McGregor up in there. It's funny his addition doesn't excite me anymore. It seems like he's already in one. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, and Ezra Miller's in these. Is he canceled too? No, I don't know why. It seems like he should be, because <laughs> he's got that yeah, whole Flash got... bullshit. Yep. So it's coming out. This oh, year. that's right. <laughs> Flash meets all the Batman. <laughs> okay. That, what um, well, that seems to be that's, the plot. Yeah, of the Flash, I think it's yeah. supposed to have Keaton and Affleck. Oh shit! Multiverses, man, can't get enough of them. Including in my next pick, uh, the only multiverse I'm actually excited about. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The new movie from the Daniels, uh, who I've never actually seen anything they've ever done. Um, They did that movie, uh, Swiss Army Man, and then also The Death of Dick Long. I think John liked both of those. I've seen both of those. Yeah, I I like both of them. They're they're both uh, fine. I like Dick Long better. Um, this movie definitely looks like their most promising outing yet, though. I'll say that. Yeah. So this was going to be the third of the uh, Michelle Yeoh Aquafina uh, cinematic universe uh, until she unfortunately had to depart the project. Um, 
but we still have Michelle Yeoh starring as a lady who, going off the trailer, is just trying to pay her taxes, but somehow gets caught up in multiverse shenanigans um, and finds out that she exists uh, in a bunch of different universes, including ones where she's, you know, the badass Michelle Yeoh role you expect and and other roles where she's just like a mom uh, and, you know, an ordinary person. So that sounds interesting. Uh, the, the trailer's just a lot of fun. It's got a Dave Bowie song. Uh, I'm into it. Sean, did you see who's playing Michelle Yeoh's husband in this? I didn't know. I had to look into it because I was like, I recognize that voice. Did you look into this? I did, yeah. There was there was a lot of Twitter yeah, hubbub yeah, about yeah. this. Uh, the, the, the actor who plays uh, her husband is... Uh, Jonathan K. Kwan, uh, aka Short Round. He's back, baby. He's back. <laughs> he just unretired like a year ago and has returned to acting, and I love that he's in this. It, it looks like he's doing a great job. I think it's a fantastic trailer and it's a fantastic idea. Um, the only reason I didn't put it on my list is I, I, I have a feeling I was like, this has a David Bowie song. This is absolutely going to be on Sean's list. <laughs> and also, I like the Daniels, but I feel like they haven't quite really nailed it for me yet. But I, like I said, I think this is going to be the one. I think this is the, this is what they've been working up towards. Yeah, I definitely like that they have a, a big. They have like big Michelle Gondry energy. I think in their yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, it looks great. I didn't really look at the cast either. Yeah, this is a good cast. You got James Hong, the the actor with the most credits of any. Still doing in it. Ninety two years old. Uh, Ninety two years old. Uh, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate. Uh, yeah, I'm, and, it, and it comes out in March. March March twenty fifth is our our wide release date. So, uh, should be pretty sweet. Produced by the Russos, which is interesting. Well, they they love these sorts of shenanigans, don't they? They, yeah, they love when people fight, I guess. And they love multiverses and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it looks fun. I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I mean, it's A24. How could I not be looking forward to it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very... And the poster's a bunch of good googly eyes. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's so genius. They can just buy googly eyes and then slap on stuff and sell it as merch for it's the great. movie. Uh, oh, shit. I got to go. Um, we're at four, right? Bye, John. Yeah, that is this correct. This is my first pick where I'm like, this has got to be on Sean's list too. So I, I'm sorry if this is uh, going to ruin your chance to talk about it. But I, I got Thor Love and Thunder on here. Hell yeah, dude. Um, which we don't really know much about. Actually, does it have a release date? It does, July 8th. Um, everyone's talking about Natalie Portman's going to be like female Thor. And rumored to yeah. be jacked. Who knows? <laughs> well, there's there is concept art of her costume, and she looks enormous. Like if she looks this <laughs> jacked in the movie, it'll be amazing. Uh, I mean, the title's great. It's called Thor: Love and Thunder, and it has like a very like late '80s, early '90s like heavy metal vibe. So I'm I'm hoping that ties into it somehow. I, I don't know. Um, we got Christian Bale as the villain. Yeah. Are you hoping that the uh, the 80s metal singer Thor will show up in a cameo? If John Mickle Thor, and I know that name off the top of my head, yeah. shows up, I will be so fucking happy. And he does his song Lightning Strikes. 
or if they have if they have the song lightning strikes i will die oh, yeah. lightning strikes lightning <laughs> strikes again i probably won't have that song but that would be pretty great um yeah gore the god butcher played by christian bale that's fun and you got this the uh the guardians and even though we all hate chris pratt uh, for the most part these days i still like him as star lord so i'm still on board. i don't think i hate chris pratt i think we're just I'm annoyed just... we're tired of him right it's like how i feel about ryan reynolds where i'm like okay i get it you're, you know you're in a movie well, let's, let's move on <laughs> I hit I hit Chris I, I hit Chris Pratt the same way Chris Pratt hates gay people. It's like maybe a, like just a minor annoyance, but like yeah, God, okay. Um, but yeah, everyone you want to be back is back, including the uh, the the actors from the last Thor movie: Matt Damon, Sam Neill, yeah. Luke Hemsworth as the Asgardian actors. Ooh. Good pull on other Hemsworth's name. Hey, he was on. Uh, he was on Westworld. Remember when that was a show that we all were like, "Hey, John, I've watched three seasons of Westworld." Yes, I remember it. Okay, good. There, th- are there really three seasons? Bet your ass. Although okay. th- season three, season three is like a soft reboot. It's the one with um, uh, what's his name, Aaron Paul from Breaking yeah. Bad. He's on there. All right. I never heard about any like, of this. <laughs> it feels like you're making it up. At the end of season two, um, in real life, the California wildfires destroyed the set that uh, Westworld was filmed on. Mm. Um, but coincidentally, the ending of season two has um, has some characters leaving the park. And so season three pivoted to a new setting um, with a bunch of new actors as well. But some returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. We've got a few more cameos here uh, or, or small parts to mention <laughs> related to Love and Thunder. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy is, is supposed to be in here in a small part. Uh, ben Falcone as well. Get him out of here. He's cursed. Um, <laughs> Russell Crowe it says has a cameo appearance as Zeus which sounds incredible Ooh, a different pantheon very interesting Yeah. Um, this sounds great sounds hilarious Taika he, he, he gets this franchise and he seems like one of the directors where they let him do his own thing which is fun he wasn't Taika supposed okay. to have another movie out this year too whatever happened to that well, more on that when it exists. Yeah. Sorry, Colin. I interrupted you. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I figured out why it feels like Westworld Season 3 never came out. is because it came out uh, March 15th, 2020, which I feel mm. like is the weekend that the planet shut down. <laughs> so I think yeah. everyone had other things on their mind. That, so, that ex- so uh, yeah, I was watching Westworld while everyone else was watching Tiger King. That's why I have this one weird disconnect with pop culture. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It all makes sense now. So my uh, number, number four. four, this one I'm sure John will have plenty to say about. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No the, just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Uh, Chainsaw is one word this time. It was two words in the first movie, so it's different. Oh, wow. So so different. Uh, Looks like this one is intended to be a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Man. Then why does it have the name of the original? I don't fucking know, man. I just... I don't know. I really didn't like that I looked up the reason they were making it. And it seems like it's just because Legendary acquired the rights to the franchise. And so they weren't going to, you know, do a continuation of the other Texas Chainsaw Leatherface movies they did uh, in, like, the 2000s, the 2010s. I, I don't even know what, like, the, the lineage is of these movies, but it's just, like... It's so weird that we're now getting into a like <laughs> horror franchises being rebooted for the third time. I guess it already happened with Halloween, but it's just strange. Um, so there's some bad omens about this song, or about this film. <laughs> Yeah. Song? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the ballad the of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, so the original directors of this film were fired after the studio was report reportedly unimpressed with what was filmed. So it got off to a very bad start. They they replaced the director. I'm not familiar with the current director, David Blue Garcia. You can't click on his name on Wikipedia. <laughs> Doesn't have a Wikipedia. Uh, also, this is a small thing. They filmed it in Bulgaria. Come on, you can't even film <laughs> it in Texas. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, you know, another bad omen. The fact it's going straight to Netflix. It just doesn't seem like they have much faith in this uh, doing well in theaters. Um, but they have to make it. Gotta. They, they got to do it. They they got the rights. That's all that matters. Yeah. I will say, if I have to name, point out two bright spots, though, is that you got okay. uh, Co- Colin Stetson's doing the music. I love Colin Stetson. He did the music to Hereditary, which is one of mm-hmm. my favorite horror scores of the you know past 10 years or whatever. And you got Elsie Fisher, and that's fun that she gets, is one of the leads uh, from 8th grade. Uh, though it, and the Despicable Me movies. What's weird about her character is it says... Uh, is amateur photographer who's a wheelchair user and, in quotations, presumably disabled. Right, is this a spoiler or something? Is she not actually disabled? She's not actually need to use her wheelchair? <laughs> Clearly, this is a throwback to the Franklin character in the original film who used a wheelchair. She's not, she's the second lead. The, the first, the main lead is uh, actress Sarah Yarkin. A 25-year-old San Francisco moneymaker who drags her younger, sister, her younger sister with her to Texas on a business trip out of fear of living, leaving her alone in the city. San Francisco moneymaker. Where do I get that job? Sign me up. <laughs> also, it's 83 minutes, which I normally... I usually like shorter movies, but that just sounds like it got cut to shit. Like... They literally took a chainsaw to the film. Mm-hmm. 
It just sounds like, and it also this is your third movie that's coming out on February eighteenth. Gone. This is a cursed day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Isn't that that's Uncharted? And I feel like you named one other thing. Wasn't Dog coming out on February eighteenth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cursed day. Yeah. I would love for this to be fine. That would be so great if this is fine. I I I don't think this is gonna be the worst one. I just feel like it can't okay. be. I think the worst one's probably that last one they made, which was Leatherface as a Handsome Boy, um, which is like it was like a prequel, <laughs> okay. prequel. Yeah, but this this sounds like it's gonna be lower, lower to the bottom. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The poster they currently have on Wikipedia nope. fucking sucks. It just looks like that's gonna be the thumbnail when you're on Netflix. Because it's just like the silhouette of Leatherface <laughs> with the red Netflix N in the corner. They didn't even make a poster? Who cares? Takes some money and effort. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just done a song. Takes his trains on Massacre. Alright, Sean, what do you got? I got nope. 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 Tell me about it. <laughs> well, it is the new movie that Jordan Peele has directed. His his third writer-director uh, effort after Get Out and Us. And uh, it's uh, reuniting him with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. And it's bringing in Kiki Palmer and Stephen Yuen. And the poster for it has a cloud. What are you thinking, Sean? What's in that cloud? Uh, bad. Something, something bad. You get a spaceship? Nope. <laughs> oh, funny answer. Could be. That's could be. It'd be fun. And maybe do something with aliens. Um like um, his signs. Yeah. Which was also well, that was M Knight's uh, third film. I saw something on Reddit where someone was saying like Six Sense was his get out. Us was his unbreakable. And I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Us was his unbreakable? How are those movies <laughs> even remotely similar? <laughs> but, no, you lost me. You fucked up. Unbreakable wasn't even a horror movie. What they both start with you? I don't get that at all. I'm so excited for the fact that I have no idea what this is. I will say, as much as I love Daniel Kaluuya, I am a little disappointed that apparently the he wasn't the original um, person cast in the lead part. It was originally Jesse Plemons, but he turned it down to do Killers of the Flower Moon. Interesting. God, everybody um, and wants it. Everyone wants that Martin Scorsese. It's cost $200 million, man. It's true. It's got the big bucks. But yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by the cast. You also got Barbie Ferrer from Euphoria and um, Michael Wincott, who I haven't seen in ages. He's the main bad guy in The Crow. Most of his credits, when you look him up, are like from the 90s. So it's cool that he's 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 up in, up in this movie. July 22nd. Didn't Jordan Peele's last movie, Us, didn't that come out the same year as Lighthouse and Midsummer? 
I swear it did. I swear, like, him and, like, Aster and Eggers are, like, releasing all their movies at the same time. Or at least close enough to each other. No, I just find that, that so right. funny. Because they're all, like... Yeah, it was definitely 2019. Those are all, like, the biggest names in the, you know, kind of the horror, horror-adjacent genre right now. And they're always coming out with something new at the same time. Uh, I like that. It's a race. It's a race. Um, and I've already forgotten what the other release dates are, but uh, yeah, for a movie we know nothing about, it's coming out pretty soon. It's out on July 20th. Yeah, I was wondering, because, see, Us was a... I want to say Us was like a June-July release. And I remember that... No, it was it was like March, dude. Oh, really? Here. Yeah. Well, then that's even weirder, because I remember they dropped the trailer to that like on Christmas Day. So it's so weird that this is coming out in July and they haven't even shown us anything. Yeah. Or is it just, maybe that just poster not tweet was like last July too. Like they've they've had we've, we've had this poster for a long maybe time. Maybe Super Bowl trailer. Oh yeah. I mean, but also we we've learned from Spider Man No Way Home. You don't have to have that much marketing when like people are going to see the movie anyway. That's true. Uh, you don't, you don't have to make it. I mean, push. when I picked that for my most anticipated, it didn't even have a poster. <laughs> didn't even have a full cast announced. You really didn't know anything. I, I f- the first Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was like just a, a couple months before the movie came out. It was like we, it didn't, and, and the Matrix uh, Resurrections as well. I think a lot of the stuff that came out in December, they like they didn't make a big marketing push on it until they were like for sure it's actually coming out. Maybe that's the the new way of things. I don't know, dude. I don't know. What do you know? And by that I mean, what is your number three? My pick? number three pick is Knives Out Two, which they claim is uh, is coming out this year. And since the last one is for some reason a Thanksgiving classic, I'm gonna guess November. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna release it for Thanksgiving because the other one has become a Thanksgiving classic. We don't know anything about this movie. We know that it was filmed in Greece, and we know that it's, they finished filming. Uh, Benoit Blanc, ben, Daniel Craig, is back with a new mm-hmm. cast of characters. I've I, I talked about the cast on a previous podcast, but I'll, I'll run through it again just because it's so good. Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Jessica Henwick, Ethan Hawke, who is, God, what is that, three times Ethan Hawke's been talked about? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a... He's as popular as Pilo Asbeck, man. <laughs> He's one of our favorites. I mean, Lives Out was great. I love this uh, Ryan Johnson doing his spin on Agatha Christie kind of thing. I'm excited to see him do it again. I'm glad that Daniel Craig has found a great role to do post-Bond. Yeah. Um, man, he's really proved... I remember when, when like Casino Royale, like when that was first announced, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy fuck this guy <laughs> and to think that wow. he's come from he went from there to being my favorite bond and my favorite just i, I mean i don't know about um maybe probably ri- rivaling sean connery my favorite actor outside of the bond franchise like like I, I'm, I'm such a fan of his non-bond roles like uh logan lucky and knives out so i'm just excited to see him sink his teeth into this I'm sure he's going to be hamming it up. It's going to be great. 
It's gonna be a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'll. It'll be on Netflix too, so I'm confident it will come out. But as you said, there's not a release date, no. so it was not eligible for my. No, no, no. Nope. 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 <laughs> Con, does your movie have a release date? <laughs> number three. What? Number three has had like six release dates. Uh, <laughs> 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 most. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a thing that seems like it'll never come out, but it's gotta come out because like maybe it'll make money. Uh, it's also a movie that uh, showed up on my list uh, two years ago. Uh, it's Morbius. Wow, uh, two years ago. Wow. Oh right. Yeah, but but the last time it was on a list, it was it was a twofer. It was uh, Venom two and Morbius. Uh, so I'm gi- I'm giving it its loan entry this time. <laughs> nice, yeah, good for Probably it. will come out. I think it was supposed to have already been out by now, right? And then they pushed it to April. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knows? It seems like it, this will probably be its final release date, but yeah, you, you never know with that Morbius. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with these Spider-Man movies. I guess they're just trying to link everything. Uh, oh, they don't. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Sony, yeah. they're scrambling. They're trying to get any Spider-Man adjacent character they have and trying to make it make sense. I don't even know what this one, what is okay. Morbius. No what is Morbius? He's a fucking He's... villain. Okay. He's, he wants plasma. He turned into a vampire from an experiment to try to cure some illness he had, mm-hmm. and then he's like, yeah, "I need to get plasma." But now I guess he's like also a good guy or something. Okay. I don't fucking know. And also, lest we forget, Spider-Man No Way Home made it pretty clear that our Spider-Man movies and Venom take place in a different universe, right? Oh, that's right. But this trailer for Morbius has a reference to Venom and has Michael Keaton as the Vulture <laughs> from Spider-Man that's Homecoming. Right. So, what the fuck are they doing? Are they just trying to break my brain specifically? Are they just trying to piss me off? I think so, Sean. They're seeing how far they can take you with with the Superman, or not Superman, the superhero genre, and specifically your your beloved Spider-Man. Uh, I don't like it. So, I can tell you some more fun facts. Um... So this movie was written by a writing team called Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. You want to hear what some of their previous uh, writing projects were? Yeah. We got oh please. We got Power Rangers. That's probably their their most uh, least hated project they've written. <laughs> Dracula Untold. Okay. The Last Witch Ooh. Hunter. Which one? Was was Dracula Untold like the the secret start of the dark? Yeah, universe? hell yeah, it was with Luke Evans. With Luke Evans, yeah. <laughs> that Last okay. Witch Hunter and Gods of Egypt. <laughs> oh, remember now how tall they were in that movie? They were so yeah, tall. I, do, I wish Morbius, when he turned into full vampire mode, got really tall. <laughs> really I tall. hate when he goes full vampire mode. It looks so the dumb. Biggest man in the world. But you know what to say. 
people are strange when you're a stranger. That's in the trailer. Yeah, you're just reminding me of how when of how when we went to see Spider-Man, literally every <laughs> trailer had a slowed down rock song. It's just become yeah. like the what new did, formula. What did um did Moonfall have one or was it or am I just thinking of the light? Yes, 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 it does. And you know what it is? It is Bad Moon Rising. Get yeah, it? I see. <laughs> and then we also saw a trailer for Ambulance, which had, uh, I think it had like California Dreamin'. California Dreamin', because they do that. It's Ambu LA. <laughs> That's like a movie like I secretly, like, low key hope is great, because I love the premise, but like, come on. That's not going to Yeah, happen. like, I, I, I thought about putting it on my list, but I watched the trailer again, and I was like, what if it's good? What, what if it's somehow I'm not yeah it, it's Michael definitely right it's in that movie. category of what if it's good because it, it looks yeah. like a movie they would have made in the 90s and I like that yeah I just thought it was funny going off of um, like reading about it first and then seeing the trailer because um, there's like uh, Michael Bay's making a smaller scale movie and then you see the trailer and it's like the whole city of Los Angeles is after this one ambulance oh, yeah. like this it seems so epic it's like totally shot in IMAX <laughs> there's nothing small about it Michael Bay doesn't do small I would love for that to be good we'll see ambulance <laughs> that's so fucking funny um, my number two is Thor Love and Thunder um, I'm excited for the same reasons John's excited about it. I think the comics they're pulling from um, are really interesting. Uh, the, the story is that uh, Jane Foster, the character played by uh, Natalie Portman, uh, gets um, Thor's hammer and gets to become Thor. Uh, but she's also undergoing cancer treatment. Um, and the weird thing about turning into Thor is that it... Uh, cures her of her dialysis which means by choosing to be thor she basically is also choosing to die of cancer uh which is a wild and and interesting uh character arc uh i think for a superhero movie to deal with someone dealing with cancer would be uh interesting and of course uh while this is going on uh thor is having his own identity crisis they call him odin's son in this era of the comics because um because Jane is Thor at that point, and, uh, and he's got to like rediscover his identity, his role in the universe. Um, and I don't think it'll be that heavy because it's Taika Waititi, and he did the end of the world with Thor Ragnarok, and that was a lot of fun too. So it'll be good. It comes out July eighth. It has a release date. Sure does. My um, number two is also a superhero movie. I am shocked. That you have not said this one yet, Sean, unless it's your number one. But I feel like it's... I, I don't know. I feel like it's not. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. No, but I don't think so. Um, I got the Batman mm-hmm. at number two. The new Matt Reeves Batman coming out March 4th. Holy shit. Okay, I did not know that they had announced the runtime of this movie. I did. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. Now, you're, oh why I'm, now you're starting to know why I'm not why excited I'm about it. That's why I'm maybe not going to see it. Okay, 175 <laughs> minutes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's think here. Let's think. How long is Avengers Endgame? 
Avengers Endgame. It's probably a little Good over question. three hours. Is that like still this. longer? Um, it is still longer, but not by much. Wow, there. This is ambitious. Six minutes, hundred eighty-one minutes. Okay. Um. Okay. So that's pretty scary. But if I've if I've learned one thing about Matt Reeves, is that he always makes movies that I don't think I want, and then I watch them, and I'm like, that was pretty good, though. I feel like he does it time and time again. I liked Cloverfield. I thought Let Me In was great. I thought both of his Apes movies sound. I mean, they sounded stupid, but they were great. And this trailer's awesome. It's got Pattinson. It's great because you can call him Battinson. It just works so well. And uh, Paul Dano showing up again. He's the he's the Riddler. That's perfect because he's just like fucked up weirdo. And I love the look of the Riddler. He looks like the Zodiac Killer. Jeffrey Wright. Just to remind people, John, John said this guy's perfect to play a fucked up weirdo, and also he's cast as Steven Spielberg's dad in another movie. Steven Spielberg's dad, who he did not get along with. If you're listening, Sean, he's a fucked up weirdo. Uh, Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Andy Serkis is Alfred. Love this cast. Colin Farrell is is uh, is the Penguin, and I love the voice he's doing in the look. In the trailer, he's like, oh, this, this guy is fucking crazy. I don't think he draws an F-bomb in the trailer, but uh, <laughs> looks looks great. Now, yeah, the only thing I'm scared about now is that runtime. Uh, it's a little it's a little much, but I mean, it's fucking Batman. People are going to come out and, and see this in droves. Um, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm 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 nervous, but I'm intrigued by that that runtime too. 175. I'm trying to think of another movie that's around that length. That's longer than The Great Escape. <laughs> what happens if I Google 175 minute long films? It's a very specific question for Google. Oh, it's just a list of best movies in that range. Okay, The Godfather's 175 minutes, and that was pretty good. So this is going to be as good as The Godfather. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, makes it three minutes shorter than Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Three minutes shorter than Casino. Ten minutes longer than Boyhood. Wow, that is epic for a superhero movie, and one that doesn't have all the friends showing up. <laughs> Unless all the all, unless all the Batmans are going to show up in this one too, they just haven't told us. It's like I don't want to see a movie without Streaky the Cat anymore. <laughs> I think we're out of Super that. Horse. Yeah. What if they had to do like a like a mid credit or post credits like thing where Streaky shows up? <laughs> Streaky's there. <laughs> and what was his name? Beppo the Beppo. monkey. Beppo the super monkey. Yeah. Beppo's like, guess I gotta do it myself. <laughs> uh, no, so here's my thing with the Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves has has said that the the movies that or the comics that inspired this movie are uh, comics like Year One and The Long Halloween and Zero Year, which are the same comics that inspired uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy um, a decade ago. Or I guess it, more than that, nearly two decades ago now. Uh, and I just don't. I'm not sure what's new. What 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 is the new? What's what's the appeal? Batman's here? scary it's, now. It's, it's just more Batman. It's more. I don't want Batman to be scary. He's a good He's guy. He's a fucking bat. His parents were fucking murdered. 
The Riddler so? is Zodiac. So Superman's. That's the thing about I love the Nolan ones, but like they're very PG thirteen, and this looks like it's it's like it's like undercover R. I'm sure it's also PG thirteen. <laughs> I'm ready for like edgy Batman. Sean I Sean Battenson wears eye black. You gotta like at least like yeah. that detail. So do like but all they the never, but No, no, they all do, but then they take off the mask and they're not wearing any. Like they're trying to fool the audience. <laughs> Every time. This is the first time we ever see it. Like, like I don't know why they always do that. This is the first time we like see its makeup. He wears makeup underneath. The other ones are trying to trick us into thinking, no, it's, it's, you're, you're not noticing that. This is like, he's doing he's doing like the David Fincher 7 style Batman. That's his take. Um, I, don't know, it's this, I guess it's the same problem I had with Joker. I feel like if you're going to do comic book superheroes then you should have a reason for like doing that. And that reason should be because it's, a, it's escapist fantasy. It's you, you get to realize the, uh, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it be wonderful if, uh, you know, if you're falling off a building and a flying horse catches you, it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not just like a miserable world where everything sucks. And also this hilariously unrealistic. You just hate the Riddler. Admit it, Sean. You just hate the Riddler. (laughs) You didn't include him on your list of the top ten best Batman villains back in whatever year that was. Because we have not gotten a good Riddler movie. We got a Riddler movie. This is the Riddler movie we deserve. I want the, the Zodiac Killer Riddler. See, this is just, this is the horror fan in me that is excited about this movie. I do think it's a different take. I don't know if it's going to work. That, that runtime is insane. But like I said, Matt Reeves continually uh, makes stuff from like, I don't think I want this. And then I like it. Yeah, totally. So I'm going to keep an open mind. I'm not saying it's going to be like better or as good as the Nolan ones, but I mean, this has got to be better than the Ben Affleck ones. Well, and, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm not going to end up liking it either. I'm just... I'm not excited at all. I feel nothing. Battenson, right he was the Twilight guy. And he is a vampire. And now he's Batman. <laughs> what a story! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Number two, Colin. What? Right up there. My number two. We're right up there. Uh, is Moonfall? Uh, finally, ah, yeah. Finally, another Patrick Wilson movie. <laughs> Uh, he sees a bad moon he sees that bad moon rising um also the like comedic relief is an actor who I didn't recognize and then I was like oh he's on Game of Thrones John Bradley yeah he's saying well he's great he is also he's also in Marry Me uh oh love it he's he's becoming a breakout comedy (laughs) star uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, I saw they did character posters for Moonfall, and he got one. So he is—he's rising up in the ranks. Seems like he is a big part of this movie. Love it. He's like the anti—he's the anti Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's Josh Gad if he was like humble and and quiet and charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's. The, he's all of the things Josh Gad is not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
so like yeah 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 no one no one needs me to explain this movie the 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 moon's fallen towards earth it's a it's a roland emmerich movie it's weird that he's still i think the thing that's that's disappointing colin is that that's enough for me you could you sell me on roland emmerich the moon is gonna fall on earth and then that's bad we need to stop it Mm -hmm. the trailer seems to imply there is a conspiracy going on and we have a hollow moon that's full of robots or aliens or something Mm. yeah moon men which is where they start to lose me (laughs) nah it's fine i like it gotta be something in there not gonna be cheese it's the it's the same thing that um godzilla versus kong did last year where it's like, and it's enough for the two big guys to fight each other. But they're like, but also, the Earth is totally hollow, and there's an upside-down world where there's no gravity. And... Well, you didn't like yeah. that? That's the best part. <laughs> uh, actually, that was the best part of that movie. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's, it's why work all this in when the, the basic concept is enough to sustain a whole movie. Yeah. Do you think Roland Emmerich just walks around and looks at stuff and is like, what can go down? <laughs> White House can go down. That's what down. Moon! Because he, he's, he's already brought the White House down twice. Yeah. He's like, what's the next big... The moon! That's going to be hard to top Clim- himself after this one. Climate change can kill me. I could get chased yeah. by ice. <laughs> Is he going to deal with someone about the the super tornado or super quake? I can't remember which one we're afraid of. There's so many Uh, things. Yeah, but he sort of did that in 2012. I guess that's true. There was a big, yeah, there's a big quake. Um, I guess I haven't theaters. That's so weird. I so don't remember it. I always tell you guys the only part I ever remember is Oliver Platt trying to get on the big boat in front of a family and then, like, falling to his death. (laughs) Because everyone's got to live on a big boat at the end of that movie. Kind of a downer. No one talks about that movie at all. But everyone's talking about Moonfall. Because we all we all know the moon. <laughs> we all live in fear of it. <laughs> uh, this is a movie that I really want to see, but like I'm not going to see it in theaters. But I'm so excited to, to watch this at home somehow in the future. Mm-hmm. Cause it, yeah, it looks like really dumb, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. This is a fun pick, unlike uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah, it's the, op- the opposite of fun. Sean, is your number one fun? Oh, it's so fun. Do you know what it is, John? Well, I I I gonna guess it's uh, it's taken us under the sea. You're goddamn yeah. right. James Cameron's Avatar two is taking us deep under the sea for some reason. <laughs> he uh, loves the sea. Um, I mean, if anyone knows the sea, I mean, he's literally gone down there in a submarine. He's done his homework. Yeah. I'm not, not to interrupt you, Sean, but I'm also going to throw James Cameron in, in there as a director who makes stuff that we don't think we want, and then we see it and we're like, okay, well, no, we need, we wanted this. Yeah, James Cameron does not fuck around. Um, 
I don't think he's ever fucked around. I think I mean, maybe Piranha too. I don't know. No, I mean he got I, just kind of hard on the last second, and then got they got fired. He got fired. So yeah. But basically, every movie he's uh, directed with pretty us. much, and uh, <laughs> it's been thirteen years since we got to go to Pandora, um, and I'm ready to go back and meet my friends Jake Soli and Natiri and Moat and uh, Doctor Grace Augustine. I don't know what role she'll be in. I see Sigourney Weaver's back. Didn't she die? Yeah, I feel like there's some theories that she's that tree now. <laughs> she's a tree now? <laughs> Fuck yeah, why not? Just a theory. Uh, they have released two pictures from this movie. Uh, one of them is a person coming out of the water, and we're like, is that a real person or is that a CG person? We don't know. Uh, and the other picture is a picture of Kate Winslet with wings deep underwater. And uh, Kate Winslet's new to this uh, this franchise. She, she says she had to learn how to free dive to be in this movie. She can hold her breath now for like 10 minutes. Uh, I, that's nuts for something you assume is entirely shot on green screens. I guess they have green screen pools or something now. Uh, other people they've added to the cast. Cliff Curtis, Edie Falco, uh, Brendan Cowell, Michelle Yeoh. Yo, Michelle Yeoh from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And... Maybe also Minions Rides the Group. I guess we'll find out. Um, Jermaine Clements in this. Uh, Una Chaplin, the granddaughter of Charlie Chaplin, who was also in Game of Thrones, is in this. Vin fucking Diesel shows up. Um, and CJ Jones, the the um, the deaf man from Baby Driver, somehow is in this. Um, that all we all we know is is the cast and, and that there's there's something going on with Jake Sully and Natiri and their family, um, but it's coming out on December sixteenth and I am ready. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. My fear is the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So supposedly we're getting Avatar three uh, in two years in 2024. Um, I don't think anything else is like realized enough to be considered real at this point. If if he was just like, okay, uh, that's it. But then he didn't he say like four and five are coming too. Well, and let's also remember he was saying he wants to make sequels to this in like 2007, like before Avatar came out. Yeah. He was he was like, this could be the thing. Um, so good for him following through on his insane vision, especially. <laughs> since more than a decade has passed uh, since the original. I just don't think I'll live long enough to make that many avatars. Okay, yeah. So apparently it's every two years from here on out. So Avatar 2 is 2022, Avatar 3 is 24, Avatar 4 is 2026, and Avatar 5 2028. I mean, we'll, we'll get but, sick uh, of it, but we'll be fun having a Christmas tradition, I guess, for the foreseeable yeah, future. For every other year. <laughs> oh, yeah. For it. Only in Olympics years do we get to go see the Avatar movies. It's going to be bigger than the Olympics. Avatar, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, right before Christmas. Vin Diesel. Wow. I mean, yeah, what, what does it say? It's Avatar 2. I wonder if it's going to have, like, a, a subtitle. Avatar 2. Ooh. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> And the Lost Kingdom. The Lost Kingdom. 
really fuck with Eka, man. Arnold was in this. But, I mean, I guess Vin Diesel's is Arnold-like. It's good enough. Yeah. Giovanni Ribisi's back. It's weird what people are back. Like, it says Stephen Lang's back. Like, how does that even work? Did he, like, <laughs> stabbed in the chest or something? I can't remember how he died in um, the first Avatar. Yeah, he got stabbed. Okay. That's so I weird. I guess he'd come back from that. Yeah, it's just like anyone who wants to come back is allowed back. You can, you can be a tree now, apparently. That's true. You can be a tree. Uh, all right. There you go. Avatar 2. Oh, I got to go. Um, well, we already talked about my number one is. Nope. I had to put it at number one just because I don't know anything about it. Nice. And the fact that, I mean, get out. I did put it as my number one film of the the 2010s. And then when I did my list of my favorite horror films of the 2010s, Get Out was one. I think Us was like five or six. So mm. There's never been a, a horror director that started out so strong. Like I was looking at a bunch of other horror directors and how their career started. They almost always start with like indie projects and work their way up. Or they'll do something big and then immediately pivot. Like even M. Night made... Unbreakable, which is not a horror movie, despite what some people on Reddit are trying to claim. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, how how many directors, period, had a multi-decade career in sketch comedy before they became? It's a, true. It's not. A, it's not the director. traditional trajectory towards becoming a <laughs> the the horror director of this generation. Um. It's, it's interesting to see if he'd be able to keep it up. I thought his first two were great. I think he definitely avoided the uh, the sophomore slump. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like he set the bar high. I don't know. I guess some people consider us a disappointment. I've watched it, I think, three times since it came out, and I still love it. I still think it's great. It's very Twilight Zone. I'm down, dude. Whatever you got, show me. The title's so funny. <laughs> nope. It's great. Such one of the best titles I've ever seen. (laughs) I just wish there was a trailer. Maybe Super Bowl. Maybe Super Bowl, we're going to get a trailer. We're going to get a trailer for Nope. We're going to get a trailer for Avatar 2. And (laughs) the Fablements. They got to show us what's going on in the Fablements. (laughs) You ever wonder if you're destined for something great? Steve Fableman. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a bunch of stuff like he's going to see like a dinosaur toy and he's gonna, like thinks like, hmm. Or he's going to see like uh, an alien and he's going to be like, hmm. He's like going to get all of his ideas for his movies. <laughs> I, I was going to say he sees a very tiny, wrinkly old man who looks like he. <laughs> that's that's way better. <laughs> a tiny old man running from the government. <laughs> <laughs> but the the trailer that I imagined, the based on what John said, is like uh, you remember that Man of Steel trailer that had the song from Lord of the Rings, yeah. and it was like incredibly epic. Oh uh, yeah, people like that trailer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm imagining that, but it's for, <laughs> for Steven Spielberg now, and that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Get that song from Lord of the Rings in there. Get that epic quote from Russell Crowe. <laughs> Make it happen. 
There you go. All right, Colin, you ready to bring us home with your number one? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm interested to see how mad you guys are about <laughs> my number one. Because I'm, like, mm. not... I'm not that pissed at its existence, but, like, really just so uninterested, even though it has, like, a couple things about it that, that could lure people in. Uh, it's Fine. Jurassic World dominion oh no i'm i am really? i am so fine with this pick <laughs> are you i'm fine so i'm 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 not sure i'm not shocked about uh this being on the list i'm just shocked that minions rise of grew totally wasn't it already on a list yeah well it was on my Colin list did. last year uh, no, it was on it two okay. years ago i, I got what else am I going to say about Minions okay. Rise of Gru? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. As long as we've covered it before. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've, been, I've been working on the list for the post, and I just have had that slotted in at number one this whole time. I actually thought <laughs> you were going to make some room. I guess I wasn't, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but I thought you were going to make some room for the stupid Flash movie. Um, I just. But I guess uh, that's not really on your Yeah, radar. but it sounds like he. He didn't know how many Batman were there. <laughs> At least Batman. two. I we know like two for I sure. Known more. Yeah. Oof, I could have put this at number one. I don't know. I just feel like I always have to give something like consequential to be number one. I think I think this <laughs> Jurassic Park movie is going to be worse than that Flash movie. Yeah. I don't know. I so I don't know if you've seen like they released the prologue on youtube to this did you see this call yeah yeah i've seen that because there isn't a trailer yet maybe that'll play it at the super bowl (laughs) and i gotta i got one other thing (laughs) to talk about too um related uh, related to promotion but about that prologue i'm just amazed how like i see all these cgi dinosaurs and i'm like this just doesn't look real like it's crazy how like how good the first Jurassic Park looks and I'm so not interested in seeing all these CGI dinosaurs now it just looks shitty to me it, it looks like nothing it, it looks like yeah. some guy showing off his his uh, computer effects uh wizardry but it's just not that good yeah. these dinosaurs have lost all of their appeal visually to me and that's that's like <laughs> one of the the lesser problems with these movies <laughs> Yeah. The other funny thing I want to bring up promotion is I saw commercially. I don't know if you guys have seen this commercial because I was watching um, f- uh, football the other day. I was watching the the, the Sunday games, mm-hmm. and there was a there's a commercial where there's a woman skiing down a hill. It's in the snow, and she's skiing, and then she looks to her right, and a velociraptor shows up, and she's like so scared, and then she hears like rumble, rumble, turns to her left, a T Rex shows up and roars. And then it says the Winter Olympics coming soon. <laughs> it's like what the what commercial for the Winter Olympics? And I'm like, what is dinosaurs got to do with this? Well, it was so confusing. It was so funny <laughs> that they're they're promoting the Winter Olympics with this like weird backdoor Jurassic Park clip. Weird. I mean, obviously this this I I really I don't think this is something in the movie. I think this is something they just made for this commercial because mm-hmm. the dinosaurs look shitty. <laughs> you got to check out this. I, I'm wondering if there's like multiple ones. If there's a multiple Olympics commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking this up. Um, uh, so I can watch it as soon as we're yeah. recording. Because <laughs> that sounds crazy. But no, 
I shot. I feel like we've talked um, a great bit about Fallen Kingdom and how it's one of the most boring movies. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy that a movie filled with with killer dinosaurs is so unbelievably boring and it has nothing interesting to say or add to the franchise except for I guess clones, hmm. which not interested in. Clones of dinosaurs or humans? Yeah. Humans. Uh, humans. Okay. And like, there's so many things I I now hate about this new series of Jurassic Park movies. Uh, I hate that Chris Pratt's in them. The, the new characters are boring. Um, I mean, the dinosaurs being out in the open, I guess, is kind of fun. But it, it, if you saw the last movie, it doesn't make any sense because like there wasn't that many dinosaurs. Wow, why are there? Is there enough to overthrow society? <laughs> and then they they got to drag like Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern back, and that sounds fun, but it's gonna be kind of depressing. Like they're just trying to find ways to tarnish the original movie. <laughs> and just the problem with Jurassic Park, and we all know this, is it never should have had any sequels. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't even think this will be the end of it. Like this will probably be the end of this Chris Pratt run, but I'm sure they'll find another way to milk Jurassic Park in you know the next five or six years or whatever. And it's fucking Trevorrow, right? Like yeah. everyone hates yeah, him. Yeah, that's the thing. We, he's still there. It's still Colin Trevorrow. Who got what fired off of? Uh, uh, was it Rise of Sky? Was that what it was called? I can't Rise of Skywalker for yeah. being like difficult. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah, good omen going into this one. See, he co-wrote this. Great. I mean, this should be... Like, it's a good idea. Like, to have dinosaurs out in modern day. But everything that they've used to set that up is terrible. The characters they are setting that up with... The premise that they use to set that up with is confusing and weird. Like how B.D. Wong is now like the secret villain of all of Jurassic Park for some reason. <laughs> just bizarre. Yeah, if this is what they wanted to do, they should have just made a Cadillacs and Dinosaurs movie. Uh, or do you guys Park or do you guys know the, the card series Dinosaurs Attack? <laughs> I don't think so. So it's, no, a, it's a Topps Trading Cards uh, yeah. series of cards from the 60s. It, it was from the same... Uh, they also did Mars Attacks, yeah, and they also did Dinosaurs Attacks. Because they, they gave Tim Burton, like, do you want to make Mars Attacks or Dinosaurs Attacks? And it was like, well, Jurassic Park just like came out a few years ago. Let's <laughs> let's do Mars Attacks. But I, 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 I highly recommend that you Google Dinosaurs Attacks and look at some of these cards. This is a movie we should get. Yeah. It's so... so incredibly violent for cards from like the 60s or 70s you looking at some of these cards Colin dinosaurs attack uh, not really I mean I went look. to the Wikipedia and it just shows a dinosaur like breaking off a chunk of the statue no, you, you gotta do like you gotta do like Google there. image search dinosaurs yeah. attack look up the look up the card gruesome okay fate, I'm gonna look up this care. one gruesome fate and then I'm, we're gonna describe it oh god Holy shit! Um, can you do you know what's happening? Because so I don't. I know that it it is gruesome. I know that in Dinosaurs Attack, it's a scientist who opened like a portal to like a a, 
dimension with dinosaurs. So I'm going to guess this is the dinosaurs being like sucked back into the dimension. Uh, I seem to recall Satan is also in Dinosaurs Attack. Why are we not? Why have they not made this movie? This looks great, dude. These guys are so funny. God. Oh my god. Okay, I'm trying to find the one with Satan on it. Because <laughs> there's one that's uh, if you look up uh, Dinosaurs Attack 52, there's one called the Ultimate Sacrifice, and it's a scientist like being held by like the giant Satan's hand. <laughs> Whoa! Look up dinosaurs attack forty nine. Look it up. Look it up. Dinosaurs attack card forty nine. Oh God! Whoa! <laughs> Ripped out of time. <laughs> okay, I find the card I'm looking for. Last card I'll suggest: dinosaurs attack number forty seven. This is the card that I was remembering, where like Satan is in dinosaurs attack. Oh my god. Okay, so Jesus Satan Christ. is a dinosaur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. What a hook. He's got like triceratops horns, but he's also he's got six uh, you eyes. know, roughly humanoid. Okay. Know. He's got a bunch okay, of this eyes. Is, this he's is what huge. needs to happen. Someone needs to go to James Gunn, give him two hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and say please make dinosaurs attack oh my god i'm looking at a car a card called cat lady's revenge where it's a cat lady blowing up a dinosaur's eye with shotgun god i like that they have it they have it both ways they have some gruesome like humans getting torn apart but also like <laughs> dinosaurs getting like blown away <laughs> or yeah it is a good war faces ripped apart guess from the look of these these ones came a lot later i think the mars attacks cards were from the 60s these look like they're from like the 80s yeah they are the late 80s yeah. uh somebody please this is now the movie i want made more than anything in the world is dinosaurs attack <laughs> not any so there's one there's one 26 <laughs> yeah, I saw you both. coasting to calamity which is this is what jurassic park wanted to be all along or at least the jurassic world movies it's a it's uh, some sort of dinosaur. I mean, God knows. It's got opposable thumbs. So. His hand is weirdly human. <laughs> Can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the dinosaur has uh, ripped out the track of a uh, roller coaster, and then all the cars are now rolling backwards into the dinosaur's gaping maw uh, as fire engulfs the rest of the theme park, and one guy's impaled for some reason. <laughs> I've uh, and there's a there's a kid holding on to the dinosaur's mouth, like I guess falling is worse than getting eaten. It's, there's so much going. There's on so many here. good ideas it's too, great. like all these situations. I hope that the Jurassic Park Lost Kingdom of Worlds, I don't know what it's called, Dominion. Dominion. I hope they actually come up with some good set pieces, like some of these. Like I'm posting one where it's like a wedding. Like this is a good idea. Like where a Triceratops <laughs> ruins a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's both the bride and the groom on on each of its horns. Oh, I don't like this one. This one where a dog's getting smushed by a dinosaur. Yeah, these are these are merciless. I, I saw there was also one where it's just like <laughs> chomping through a, a, a like a schoolhouse and just eating children. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna go work on my fan script for Dinosaurs Attack. You think I can get? Think I can get that on the Hollywood blacklist? I hope so. Mm.
It's the dream. This is now my dream movie. Another thing I want more than anything in the world. Um, and if you like our dinosaurs attack content, uh, check out more mildly pleased content at I'll try to add some links to the cards in the, in the show notes. <laughs> you can just make the the featured photo on the on the post. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I like the guy in the in the foreground who's just he's like, oh my god, he's screaming so loud. Yeah, but he's screaming at something that's not even on the card. There's like something, something even, even more horrific worse than in there. Than this dinosaur licking the anchor. <laughs> yeah, um, check us out anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, we'll be doing the pick I, I, again, I assume, sometime in maybe February. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, lot to look forward to. Lot to. Uh... We got to finish up Thanksgiving after <laughs> all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>